0: This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution.
1: Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly.
0: in so long because we didn't talk since like Halloween.
1: Yeah, it's been a busy time. I'm switching jobs. You're I'm switching like...
0: jobs?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I told you. So, like, the people I nanny, they're putting their kids in daycare.
0: Oh, okay. And so I'm
1: working full-time at the salon, Mm -hmm. which is great because I love that job, but it's just been a lot to, like, get ready and, like, I've been doing a bunch of stuff for that and my school year started again and all this stuff, you know.
0: Oh, life is hard.
1: It is hard. And plus, it's, like, getting to be Christmas time, so you know how Mm -hmm. I get around the holidays.
0: Oh, I know. I have, I started a, like, private pinterest board just for gifts i'm getting people
1: yeah i've added a bunch of stuff to amazon list (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: even if i'm not gonna
1: buy it from amazon it's like that's the idea i want though
0: yeah that makes sense i found this great book for my two cousins that are like one is seven the other is 10 and it's just Mm -hmm. called does it fart and it's the definitive (laughs) field guide to animal flatulence (laughs) but it's educational right so yeah so i figured i'd get that i found a couple things for you Me. Um, i found a
1: couple things for you too you yeah you and elise are the hardest to shop for even though i know you like the back Why? of my hand because every time you say you want something you're already buying it you're like oh i True. love that and then all of a sudden you just have it you're and get, i'm like great yeah. well then i can't buy you that so like <laughs> no, even no though like if i note. went to a store yeah, I, if I went to a store, I could be like, "Oh, she'd like that. She'd like mm-hmm. that. She'd like that." It's like there's nothing that because normally what I do is throughout the year I make a list every time someone yeah. mentions something. But with you guys, you mention it and then you buy it. Yeah, like with, that's true. With Elise, she was like, "Ooh, I want the new Jeffree Star palette," and then mm-hmm. she bought it for herself. So I was like, <laughs> "Oh so, yeah." Like in my mind, I was like, "I'm gonna get her that." So I and have to think can. of things. Yeah, I have to think of things I know you would like mm-hmm. but haven't gotten and that's hard because you guys it is
0: i have cut back on the impulse (laughs) buy-in yeah i have yeah yeah, I did, though. I mentioned to Mike that I wanted a specific necklace mm-hmm. and I was like, just, you know, so you could file it in your mind for later. But he just like immediately bought it for me. So <laughs> for I was tonight. like, you could have saved this for Hanukkah. <laughs> Jesus, Mike, you have yes. 10 days to fulfill. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a-, <laughs> a long stretch. You need to pace yourself. <laughs> I would
1: have given you a like a little golden clasp
0: every day and then eventually yes. would make a necklace yeah just a little bit at a time like you're earning it
1: (laughs) yeah but i am excited for my secret santa for Elise's family Mm -hmm. we do everyone gets one secret santa and you can spend 150 on them so it's a big budget but those are like their gifts for the year so it makes sense it's a big budget but so i have my friend who works at the salon her like best friend makes these personalized jackets, they're jean jackets Mm -hmm. and you can put, and they have fringe on the back (laughs) and you can put stuff on them. And so I got her aunt and she has like fun mom energy, her aunt (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and she really loves Bruce Springsteen. So I'm getting her a black Uh, denim jacket that uh has black and white fringe that says born to run on the back.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: They're really, really cool. Maybe I like
0: that idea. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll tweet out this girl's information in case anyone mm-hmm. needs a jacket because she'll like ship it to you or whatever but she, yeah because I, I told her I was like hey I really want a jacket but yours are a little more expensive than my budget and she was like okay I'll just work with your budget oh that's great yeah she was like it just won't be as like elaborate as normal yeah you know? we'll
0: definitely we'll have to post her shop or whatever she has yeah yeah really cool. oh my gosh this is such yeah, a cute so, jacket
1: yeah so her jacket's gonna be it's not gonna have bleach on it it's just gonna be all black
0: yeah yeah. And
1: where in the middle where it says turn it up, it's going to say born, to, born run. to run. And then it that's the, great. And the black fringe is going to be dip dyed to be half white, half black.
0: Aw, I love right? it. It's so, yeah. It's, it's so, so cool. Cute. And it's very unique. They're well
1: made too. And you can only get them from this girl. So it's like, yeah. Very like local buying, which I'm really trying to do this
0: holiday season Mm -hmm. yeah i think the things i'm getting you are all from a shop in fairlawn so i just happened to find them on etsy but they're like super close to me
1: yeah i'm trying to do a lot of etsy shopping because i feel better spending money you know where it's a little more unique and a little or like the cute little shops in franklin or in nashville Mm -hmm. that are like
0: yeah i like those yeah that's a good way to go about Mm -hmm. it So, we're doing survival stories, right? Yes, that's what I've researched. Good. I'm glad we, <laughs> we both knew unspoken yeah. <laughs> that that was the next one on the deck. And I can't remember the last time I struggled so much picking a story Mm -hmm. because I came across a bunch, but they were all like shipwrecks and I've done a lot of ocean. Yeah, I found a lot of shipwrecks, too. Yeah. And then there was a couple of plane crashes. And I was like, I feel like shipwrecks and plane (laughs) crashes. I'm just waiting for you to be like, and
1: then there was this case and then it to be my case. And you're like, and that one was boring. And it's like, that's what I'm
0: doing. (laughs) No, there was a few. And I was just like, like, nothing sucked me in. Yes. You know, where it's like, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of interesting. But nothing sucked me into the point where I was like, I want to read every article about it. Uh Except... The thing I picked. Okay, I was gonna say, are you? Is this? Are you about to tell me that your story sucks this week? And so I randomly just picked one, and (laughs) it's kind of a sticker. Yeah, it's like I wasn't that into this one, but here it is. Strap in. (laughs) No, so this one I'm really, really into, but there just isn't that much information out about it, and it is actually so. This story, just like last week when I talked about Rhoda Dairy, both of these were found through like Facebook. Facebook memes that were shared really that's crazy. <laughs> yes isn't that crazy <laughs> that is insane. Um, my story this week I guess we could just go into it mine's fairly short okay um mine's I believe... also short but okay that's fine um a little I shorty. believe I go first this week I don't know I don't listen so... to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> You and everyone else. Um, yeah. This story has been condensed into a meme that has gone around, but I didn't see it until recently. Apparently, it's been out for a long time. To start off, we're talking about World War II. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of history in it. But we are talking about a country that is very rarely mentioned. In... Bulgaria. No. Belgium. No. Amsterdam. It's a fun one, though. Give me a hint. What's it start with? F. Uh, France. France. <laughs> No. We uh, talk about them. <laughs> Finland. Yes. Yay. We're talking about Finland <laughs> in World War Two. <laughs> so what do you think about when you think of Finland? Um,
1: see now here's where I get slightly racist. No I I don't I feel like I take Finland and, like, Denmark and Switzerland and I combine them. So I think of, like, cheese and chocolate and mountains and snow
0: and, like, pastries. Okay. Finland, I mainly think of snow, forests, and reindeer. Okay. Yes, reindeer, too. Yeah. So we're going to get a little bit of that in this story, but we're also going to get something perhaps a little unexpected, which is copious amounts of drugs. (laughs) Oh, I do love that. Yes, it's going to be fun. So first, a little background. The man at the center of our story, his name is Amo Alan Koivunen, Mm -hmm. and he was born on October 17th, 1917, to a Finnish family of seven. That's including the parents. So five kids. Wow, I wonder Um, what that's like. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, you know, <laughs> firsthand. So, when Koivinen was 22 years old, several major conflicts began erupting in Finland as Europe descended into World War II. As a healthy young Finnish man, Koivinen enlisted in the army to fight for his country. That is like all we know about his life at all. Can I
1: ask? <laughs>
0: yes. Was
1: was finland being invaded at the time
0: or yes yes let's get into that i'm going to tell you
1: so is um... finland after belgium where is finland on a map
0: (laughs) what do you mean after (laughs) like
1: like if you're coming from germany do you hit belgium and then finland or finland and then belgium oh god i have no
0: idea i do know that finland borders russia near saint petersburg okay okay gotcha okay now i understand so a little
1: bit of history that i know is that baby belgium gets hit (laughs) and destroyed decimated and then eventually the nazis try to get into saint petersburg and they can't because of all the snow so they probably invaded finland to get into russia yeah so here's
0: here's tell me about it why am i making guesses (laughs) so here's the basic geography of this area of europe this is just me looking at a map okay (laughs) so Imagine there's the Europe we know: Poland, Belarus, Ukraine, Germany, right? Um, I know all of Hungary, them. the Even Netherlands. Belarus. That sounds so. Real. You have all of that, and then in the northeast corner is Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and kind of the whole side. South Korea, North Korea. Um, that's North way right way out. Now. But right above that cluster of those main countries—the Poland, the Germany's, the Denmark's—there is a shape of a continent it's not a continent it might technically it's the netherlands right doesn't the Uh, netherlands so it's norway sweden and finland Uh. but it's in the shape of a floppy dick with a ball sack now here's a question
1: yes those three are the netherlands right the netherlands isn't its own
0: place is it um i think it is but Island. But there is no so Netherlands is next to Germany. It's next to Germany and Belgium. Oh man. I really <laughs> I'm learning a lot right now. Yes. Um here I'm going to oh, send oh, you. Oh oh oh. Yeah, Netherlands Do you see it? is it is its own thing. Sorry. The Netherlands is Holland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's um above Belgium and to the west of Germany. Yeah. And then if you had if you went into the ocean and traveled west from the Netherlands, you'd reach a little bit north of London. Yes. 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 Okay. So do you see the floppy dick structure? I've sent. Yeah.
1: You, you know what's crazy? What you see where the Ukraine is? Ah, uh, yes. That's where I thought we were talking about. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're not. not I have no here. idea where St. Petersburg in Russia is. I don't know
0: <laughs> anything. Yes. So St. Petersburg is uh, on by the... By Estonia. Yes. Yes. It's by Estonia. Oh, it's by Latvia. See, had you given yes. me Latvia, then I'd <laughs> you know, know everything. Immediately. Yes. So that's the area we are talking about. And Finland Wait. is yeah you
1: see a floppy dick i see kind of like a (laughs) squirrel like norway is the head of it and then the tail reaches out and then it's got two legs and it's like or like a cat when it's scared and it's its back
0: i see either a dragon or a floppy dick and finland is one of the balls
1: yeah and then what like it's just
0: it has like a split head a little bit yeah yeah it's it's come it's it's or kind Denmark, of Denmark, is, Denmark <laughs> is the jizz yeah that's uh-huh. what I'm thinking yeah, um, Denmark, yeah. <laughs> just my initial take on it that says <laughs> nothing about my psyche so our hero of the story Koivonen he is enlisted in the army in 1944 and he's 27 years old So Finland had been at war with Russia since 1939 after Joseph Stalin attempted to seize several ports and valuable pieces of land from the Finnish. These areas had once been possessed by Russia from 1809 to 1917 before being relinquished back to Finland. So for over 100 years, Russia had seized them and then Finland had gotten them back. When the Finnish government refused to hand the ports over, Stalin ordered the Russian army to invade Finland. Uh-oh. Um, and the this invasion kind of came in three waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Winter War, as it was known, was one of the bigger, I guess, periods of fighting, and it had just been fought by Finland against the Russian army at this time. The Finnish army had defied the odds and resisted the invading army despite being badly outnumbered. However, Finland couldn't hold the Red Army off forever, and in 1940, a negotiation resulted in Stalin gaining the lands he had demanded. So it was all for naught, basically. Yeah,
1: I was going to say negotiation. Yeah. It yeah. just sounds
0: like you gave him what you wanted. Sounds wanted. like we just we just got tired and knew we couldn't win. So. Yeah,
1: sounds like he was just like, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, <fine." laughs> this is the end,
0: end of the road, people. So in 1941, the Finnish government saw an opportunity to reclaim their ports and joined with who who could help them regain their ports in World War Two? Do you think?
1: Who do I think helped yeah. Finland?
0: Yes. Is Reclaim their ports Finland? from the Russia, from the Russians. Uh, is it Germany? Hell yeah, it is. They joined Hitler. <laughs> oh, I thought they were on the other side of Hitler. <laughs> Me too, but nope. They joined with Hitler's army to invade ah. the Soviet Union. <laughs> Finland, you dicks. I know. Um, according to the Finns, though, this unholy union was forged purely to regain the land taken by Stalin and not okay, because but... the Finnish supported the Nazi cause. <laughs>
1: Right, but you can't like give your soul to the devil and then be like, oh, but I only did it. Like, exactly. You know, like, you can't pick and choose things like
0: that. No, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it makes no sense that they're trying to defend it. Like, yeah, why not just like, go all in if you're yeah. really turning to Hitler for for support. And so Hitler probably
1: hated that. He was probably
0: like, nine. Whoa. So we're actually gonna go into some of the differences between Finland and um Hitler and some of the similarities. Oh good. I was hoping you would. <laughs> yes. So Finland declined to fight beyond their original borders, some of which skirted Saint Petersburg. Back then Saint Petersburg was called Leningrad, because that was in communism, you know, they renamed it for Lenin. Koivonen was stationed at Lapland where the German and Finnish armies tried to push the Russians back. He was on ski patrol with several fellow soldiers in March of 1944. And on this mission, they had set out on March 15th. They were all on skis because that's the only way to get through this territory. And they spent three days out there patrolling. And then we get to March 18th of 1944. So they've already been out for three days. Okay. And they
1: celebrated St. Patty's Day and then what? Yes. Um.
0: <laughs> so Koivinen was actually entrusted with the unit supply of government-issued Pervitin. Do you know what Pervitin is? Um. I don't. <laughs> Despite... Having the word pervert in it, kind of. Uh-huh. Pervitin was actually straight methamphetamine. Oh,
1: so it's fun.
0: Yes. Its use was encouraged within the ranks of soldiers on all sides to keep the men awake and alert. Finnish soldiers were often tasked with long patrols and overnight guard duty and relied on Pervitin to do their jobs. I mean, how else are you going to do it, you know? Not high? I don't (laughs) think so. Crazy. So some also used the drug to suppress hunger and treat depression. In some cases, Pervitin was a life-saving measure because it could warm the body up if you were out in the cold. Over 35 million tablets were manufactured and distributed to soldiers during World War II. The maximum recommended dose of Pervitin was two tablets, but most people took one. Okay. Though Pervitin and similar drugs were used throughout Europe, it's important to note that Finland in particular had a bit of a drug problem (laughs) during this period (laughs) in history. This is something I had no idea about. Yeah, me neither. So heroin was a prescription drug. And was given to children, adults, and the elderly, mainly to combat tuberculosis. It was also mixed into cough medicine and other medicinal mixtures. Imagine going to the (laughs) doctor and being like, I have a really bad cough. And then being like, okay, well, I'm going to give
1: you a little heroin and some cold medicine. (laughs) Don't forget to take either of them. Not on an empty stomach. You'll get sick. It's like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also this isn't like the 1800s. This is 1940. Yeah, this is not that long ago. <laughs> no. Pulmona was a cheap pill form of heroin that was particularly overprescribed in Finland, and in the mid in the mid 1930s there was a huge anti-drug push throughout okay, Europe. Wait, wait, wait. You can mm-hmm. take heroin by not injecting it.
1: Yeah. Why would anyone inject it because no one is the most popular thing ever no made?
0: one manufactures the pills because back then it they just made it in pharmacies like everywhere else you know you would think you'd be able to make the pills though somehow maybe like, i know the recipe from someone i know you can smoke and snort heroin like call up johnson and johnson <laughs> and be like we need to bring this back <laughs> and be like hey buds
1: how's it going what's up I need, real quick, that pill recipe for
0: heroin. For heroin, yeah. And <laughs> they'll definitely give it to you. And they'll be like, well, okay, why not? Can't hurt anyone. <laughs> so Hitler especially rose to power on an anti-drug platform, which was really ironic because he was an avid substance abuser. And he loved Pervitin. Like, took it all the time. He was always high off his fucking gourd. I mean... You'd You'd think he would have to be. Yeah, to live with himself. So Finland didn't seem to follow this trend though. And while everyone else was criminalizing all these substances, they were like, no, it's fine. We're gonna keep taking the heroin pills. So in addition to that, morphine, cocaine and methamphetamine use was widespread during the 1930s and the 40s. The Finnish people struggled with anxiety and depression following World War I, which same. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, many people suffered from insomnia as well. And drugs were prescribed to help treat these issues. So it would be like me, like I am on Zoloft. I love it. But it would be like, hey, listen, you want some cocaine and heroin? And I'd be like, yes that'll yes. help so I mean, that's what was going on it will help <laughs> I, I mean in a way of course for like
1: the first few months <laughs> you're going to be feeling help. great yeah.
0: after
1: that it gets it, it you know it gets touch and go but <laughs>
0: yes for a first while you're doing great. yeah mm-hmm. you will feel instantly better <laughs> so it was under these conditions that Koivinen came of age and eventually joined the army to end up where he was on March 18th, 1944. So, while his unit was out patrolling, they were attacked by Russian soldiers. And this was kind of at dusk, um maybe early nighttime, it was hard to see out, and they were able to flee and break through some fences that were in the surrounding area. The general area was called Keitatanori Hill. So they skied straight through this fence, through this army that was surrounding them. They're shooting at each other and they're able to ski fast enough to lose them. So it wow, was him- good Yeah. Well, they're Finland. So it was him (laughs) and a few other guys that went one direction and he was leading the pack and the snow was fresh and thick and they were just gliding right through it. They were growing fatigued and he was ahead of everyone, but he was slowing down and it had been a few hours since they had fled and they were still skiing, trying to make sure that the Russians wouldn't catch up to them. Koivinen decides to take a Pervitin pill to keep himself going instead of resting and risking getting caught and killed. He was able to retrieve the bottle from his breast pocket, but he couldn't grasp a single pill because he was wearing really thick gloves and he had to keep moving on his skis. Okay. So he became frustrated and did what any of us would do, and upended the entirety of the bottle into his mitten before dumping them from his hand into his mouth and swallowing
1: i mean there- just put your <laughs> mouth to the bottle and slowly raise it up
0: until you get one no he's moving he's skiing he can't do that there were 30 pills in the bottle oh my god so despite the risk for overdose coivenin did not die from ingesting such a large amount of methamphetamine Soon after taking the pills, he became energetic and was able to continue moving until he entered a state of delirium. Yeah, I'm sure he was real fast. (laughs) Yeah, he was very quick then. Uh, It's like all the snow is melted just behind him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His vision became blurred and he collapsed. When he awoke alone in the snowy forest, he only had some water and his rifle on him, but no bullets. He had been half buried in the snow, just enough to hide him from any passing Soviet soldiers without him freezing. For several days, Koivinen remained in a state of delirium. He experienced hallucinations and could not sleep. He was afraid of being caught by the Russians and taken prisoner or killed, so he decided to traverse the wilderness in hopes of finding help. However, his luck did not improve. Koivinen, accidentally stepped on a landmine
1: well does anyone do it on purpose
0: (laughs) oh you never know (laughs) he was seriously injured and remained stuck in a ditch for almost a week afterwards Mm -hmm. he actually kind of burrowed and just sat in there but he was lucky even with this because the explosion had been muffled by the thick snow and that's why he wasn't more seriously injured or killed. Mm, Yeah. So when he was finally able to continue on in the negative four degree weather, that's Fahrenheit, it's negative 25 degrees Celsius, he remembered that he hadn't eaten in over a week. He gathered pine cones to sustain himself, which sounds horrendous. (laughs) On one occasion, he was able to catch a Siberian jay. You know what that is? It's a bird, like a blue jay kind of. But what what makes it Siberian? Does it got tusks like a Siberian?
1: Like a <laughs> I tiger? think
0: I think it's just from that the area of Siberia. That's oh. like where they live. So he was able to catch it and he ate it raw. Well, that's just gross. bit into it. And as a side note, Siberian jays are notoriously fearless when they come into contact with humans. They're still respected for their curiosity and are known as the hunter's friend. Killing one of them is said to bring bad luck. Because they're so friendly. Uh-huh. So he's out here and he has just murdered the friendliest animal yeah, in Finland.
1: Is friendly <laughs> the right word? Or is it like how pigeons are fearless and will just come up no, to you and take your fucking food away?
0: No, apparently they're curious and fearless. Right. So they just like kind of hang out around hunters. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, he just bit into one like it was an apple. So, mm. so he's had that and a few pine cones
1: so he's good to go
0: yeah he's really he finally regains his strength he's a little torn up but he's able to keep moving
1: yeah well those pine cones will tear you up real good
0: (laughs) yes they will in and out (laughs) i was talking about the landmine but those oh Oh, right right right. that'll do it too (laughs) yes koivinen again ran into soviet troops I thought you were gonna say again ran into another landmine. Another, yeah, that that would have really just taken the <laughs> cake. But he was able to elude them due to his still completely jacked up state. Oh my god! <laughs> Finally, he crossed finish lines and waited to be rescued. Amo Koivinen was found two weeks after first setting out on patrol. He was 250 miles from where his group was attacked by the Soviets. He was immediately transported to a nearby hospital and doctors were astonished to find that his pulse rate was 200 beats per minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. For those who don't know, the average beats per minute is between 60 and 100. Yeah, like 80 is like a good. <laughs> yes, dedication. exactly. Yeah. After surviving on pine cones and one raw J for two weeks, Koivinen's weight had plummeted to just under 95 pounds. Oh. So this is a 95 pound man. <laughs> His heartbeat he, is 200 he beats per in minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's so tiny at that point. Despite all predictions and odds, Amo Koivinen made a full recovery. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just the luckiest dude alive, you know? Yeah. That like, I mean, I eat some pizza and my doctor tells me I'm going to die. And this guy has 30 doses of meth and is in the snowy woods for two weeks and he's fine (laughs) and gets blown up by a land a landmine yeah and eats a bunch of pine cones so some doctors who treated koivinen believe that the pervitin overdose actually saved his life he likely would have been able unable to withstand the harsh temperatures and two weeks without real food if he wasn't on the drugs
1: yeah i mean that makes sense yeah
0: (laughs) still he it's also not probably wouldn't
1: be in the situation he probably <laughs> would have been with the rest of his crew
0: yeah if he, he hadn't had a,
1: he probably overdosed and they were like well we can't wake him up so let's just bury him so no one sees him and fucking get out of here
0: yeah and just left with most of his shit yeah. too so he died in 1989 at the age of wow. 71 and he went on to he got married had kids had grandkids like he is just fine after this. That's and crazy. I want to send you a picture I mean. of him. Yeah. And what well, do you think? I think you got to start doing meth. Right? What do you think this man is going to look like? Because this is his official army photo. Oh my God. <laughs> is he on meth in this photo? No, that's just the look of a man
1: who has seen too much. <laughs> it looks like he is on meth or is staring at the devil himself yeah he looks petrified just in the eyes though the rest of his face is fine yeah no it's just his eyes
0: he has the stare of a much older more disturbed man
1: he has (laughs) the stare of a man who just killed his whole family
0: yeah it's like like he has been through a lot Yeah, and it he goes sad. in his army photo. I do want to mention that a lot of my research came from a Finnish website, which I translated through Google. And the translated title of that article is Amo Koivunen, the Finnish soldier who starred in the first documented overdose case by Pervitin in combat. <laughs> I just love that he starred in he it. He starred in it. <laughs> he did. He starred in this. Yeah, and yeah. then my favorite line from the article It said that for two weeks he suffered in his flesh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is like. Me, when my therapist is like, How have you been? I've I've just been suffering in in this flesh,
0: flesh, man. Yeah. Suffering in this flesh. It's just such a great response when anyone's like, How's your week been going? (laughs) Well, I've suffered in my flesh. So. (laughs) When I'm at the salon and people are like, How are you doing? Just suffering in
1: this flesh, you know.
0: Yeah, girl, (laughs) it is such a great phrase, and I know it's probably just translation error, but it is a gem. I do love it. I want it cross stitched on a pillow or like put put on a shirt that just
1: says suffering in my my flesh. flesh. (laughs) Uh, but boy, did he! Uh, Oh, yeah, he really did, though. He really,
0: oh gosh. So on September 19th, 1944. Finland and the Soviet Union signed the Moscow Armistice. Both countries agreed to cease fighting as long as Finland expelled German troops from the country. They were also ordered to relinquish parts of Finnish Karelia to the Soviet Union, and they were forced to legalize communist parties and ban fascist organizations. When the Paris Peace Treaty was signed in 1947, Finland was officially classified as an ally of Nazi Germany and was Ooh. ordered to pay heavy war reparations. Yeah. So part of this agreement was that Finland lease a peninsula called the Porkala as a military base for 50 years. Mm -hmm. However, these reparations were reduced in 1948 when it became clear that Finland's economy couldn't handle the punishments. Their monetary reparations were reduced by 25 percent and Porkala was returned in 1956 and Finland went on to become the great reindeer home we know now. Yay, fin- yeah. finland Yeah, so that is the story of Amo Koivonen and the methamphetamine overdose. And how that- Finland was filled with Nazis for just a small- Yep, just a little blip on their history,
1: but it was just for the land. Yeah, just until they couldn't
0: help them anymore. Exactly. Go. Exactly. They're fine with leaning on Hitler if it means they can get their ports back. But
1: once they can't, they're like, "Well, we don't just like him. He's got (laughs) to give me something," you know? Yeah.
0: This is a this is not a uh, one sided relationship. Yeah, it's like the
1: popular girl in high school. It's like she'll like you if you can provide something for her. Yes, but the minute you don't provide something for her, she's like, "No, this is over. Me and you, this is done. We're not having this anymore." Finland was the popular girl in this situation.
0: Yeah, once you can't return all of my valuable ports back to me, there's no yeah. point in this yeah, relationship. I'm here, Germany. Also, I just wanted to mention. uh it's been haunting me all day. Speaking of Germany, I saw a oh. clip from Germany's Got Talent. Okay. And this woman went on, and her talent was, oh, it's really hard to to describe. So she paints her butt cheeks to be like a dog's face. Okay. And then eats a string of sausages. With her with butt? With her butt. Um... By clenching. Um... <laughs> uh did (laughs) she make it through or (laughs) i don't think she did the audience even though it was germany was horrified yeah which i mean i'll send you the video it's crazy no i found it oh you found it already yeah the way she scoots towards the sausages is what really gets me i'm gonna watch the video
1: but i turned the volume okay watch it
0: No, you could turn on. I could just cut this out. But yeah, it's a crazy ass video. And she has a whole shtick too. Like she's like, oh, my dog is lost. How will I get him sausages? Oh my God. (laughs) Do you see it? Yes. Also, there is (laughs) like five people in that audience. Yeah. Oh
1: Oh my God. (laughs) Does she, is she just threading it through her legs or is she inhaling it up of up inside of her ass?
0: So she quickly scoots over to it and shoves the first link up her butthole. Yeah.
1: And then before. before Yeah. But then, like, okay.
0: Right. I get. It cuts (laughs) off before you could see if she's actually inhaling them. But she's making a motion. And they're
1: disappearing, but I can't tell if she's just (laughs) gripping them and pulling them through her leg or if she's actually, like, eating them with her ass. Yeah.
0: Yeah, The video cuts out to too soon to know for sure yeah i bet maybe they can't it <laughs> <shout> on tv <laughs> i Much mean it. it's germany i don't know what their standards are like <laughs> i know the british have some really fucked up shows but yeah i mean that was just i watched it and i was like i guess germany I guess I mean
1: it's not not a talent.
0: I mean, I had a stressful day at work and I was seriously like, I wonder if she makes more than $12 an hour because I could make a career change. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just wanted to bring that up because I've been thinking about it all day. See, not everything Germany does is bad. <laughs> yes, that's a real um <laughs> credit to Germany. Exactly. Hitler would have loved her. <laughs> yes, well, on all the drugs he was on probably. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, I guess. Yeah, and then he'll be like, I'd like to adopt that dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm ready for yours.
1: Good. So this week I'm doing the story of Anna Bagenholm is what I believe her name is pronounced as. Okay. The A has like that little circle over it. Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if you pronounce that a different kind of way i didn't look it up she's norwegian okay
0: oh wow Um, we're going over to northern europe in may of
1: 1999 anna was on holiday with two of her co-workers Mm -hmm. at the time anna was 29 and she was a radiologist Mm -hmm. and her two co-workers were doctors at the hospital she worked at they were taking a skiing trip to a town Right outside of Nardic, Norway. Okay. And I googled this town because I was like, I wonder what this looks like. Like, what is this? Like, if you could picture a ski town with gorgeous mountains, like, in your mind, that's exactly what this looks like. It's, uh, like, picturesque. That sounds lovely. Yeah, with, like, white snow-capped mountains and pretty little, like, inns and stuff. However, it's also insanely cold. So, Saturday night, I researched most of this. Mm-hmm. And... It was negative three degrees there. Oh, my God. Saturday night. I was like, uh. It's only November. (laughs) Yeah. Google also informed me, which I think is hilarious that Google does this now, where like if you look up a place, it thinks you like want to go there. So it was like, this is how much a hotel room is. It's (laughs) $1,500 for a flight there. So I'm never Uh, going. Yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) I was like, well, it's pretty, but it's cold and also a million dollars. So I'm not going there. Yeah. So her two colleagues, Marie Flackenberg and Trovind Nashim, were well-versed skiers, as was Anna. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had gone skiing multiple times together, and they have gone really their whole lives, all of them. They had spent most of the day taking runs down this a steep mountainside route. This mm-hmm. route was for experts, as it was filled with trees, lakes, other obstacles, including tree wells. Which, oh.
0: Do you know what a tree well is? No, but it sounds dangerous if you're skiing. Okay. Okay. This uh- is bullshit, okay? <laughs> A tree
1: well happens when so when you go skiing the snow's heavily packed down because people uh-huh. are going over and over. And when fresh snow happens, like the companies actually go down the mountain so that the the snow is packed so you uh-huh. don't fall through it. Now, near the base of trees though, that snow never gets touched. Oh. So in places where it snows a lot, if there's like a stump or something or a tree and you're just near the base, like mm-hmm. where the branches are covering. So if it's a pretty big tree and you lose control, you can fall like some <gasps> people fall like six feet through the snow to the ground. Oh, and most no. of them die by being buried alive in snow and suffocating to death. Oh my
0: gosh. That's
1: horrible Because they can't, some people starve or freeze to death because they fall so far down and no one can find them Mm -hmm. and they just die down there and their bodies are found when all the snow melts oh my gosh why go sneak skiing (laughs) that's like the one thing you just needed to tell me that one thing and i'd never go go again yeah (laughs) (sighs) okay so it was supposed to be one of the last runs of the day the group was getting ready to leave they had their whole like company not company but a lot of people from the hostel they worked at were there celebrating one of their like one of the doctor's retirements so they Mm -hmm. had like a party to go to so they were just getting ready to leave so they were like let's just go down like one or two more times Mm -hmm. unfortunately on one of these times Anna lost control of her skis and she was going somewhere around 40 miles per hour while this happened that's really down the face of a mountain yeah professional skiers do you want to know how fast they go guess 12
0: miles an hour (laughs) 150 miles per Uh, hour and can you think of when it's really cold too going that fast outside i always
1: was like because you hear of people who crash while they're skiing into trees and Mm -hmm. die and i was like how does that happen but if you're going 150 miles per hour you're going to die hitting that tree with nothing you have nothing like imagine a car Uh, going 50 miles an hour hitting a tree Yeah. You could die from that, and you have a whole car blocking you. Yeah,
0: you'd be completely fucked.
1: Yeah, so she's going 40 miles per hour. She flies off of the path and over a a frozen lake nearby. But she should have been just fine, because the ice on the lake was still 8 inches thick. Anyone who's grown up near a lake, like Ma knows Mm -hmm. that after four inches you're like legally the town or whatever says you can be on that ice so you can ski you can skate like whatever it's thick enough however Mm -hmm. it should have been able so it should have been able to sport anna especially because she was very very small she was probably like 130 pounds unfortunately it didn't anna plummeted head first into the icy stream below leaving only her feet sticking out of the thick ice When Mm -hmm. she had fallen through the ice, gravity and pressure had sucked her in like a vacuum. And her skis were the only thing preventing her from sinking completely into the water.
0: Oh, so they were kind of like, like keeping her in place.
1: So her friends had seen her crash and rushed over to help her. They tried grabbing at her skis to pull her out, but she had become trapped beneath the water by rocks and ice. Mm -hmm. Um, Immediately, they called for help. But the situation wasn't promising as Anna's head and torso was slowly freezing under the ice. (gasps) Luckily, the ice had trapped pockets of air under the water. And while Anna was moving around, she was able to find one of the pockets of air (gasps) and wait until rescue came. However, that's much Mm -hmm. easier said than done. Yeah. Because now she's stuck under frozen water. Mm -hmm. And she can't move too much because if that pocket of air goes away, she'll drown. Yeah. When someone falls through the ice, the biggest risk to death isn't actually drowning in most cases because most people know how to swim. Mm-hmm. So that's not really the big risk. The biggest issue is breath control. The drastic change in temperature causes the body to go into shock, which can lead to shallow breaths. The mm-hmm. human body is tuned to survive at an optimal 98.5 degrees. Mm-hmm. But when the temperature gets to 95 degrees, degrees hypothermia sets in yikes any temperature or below 86 most victims lose consciousness so if your Mm -hmm. body drips below 86 most of the time you just pass out yeah um any temperature below 77 means that the victim will most certainly have a cardiac arrest once cardiac arrest takes place the body starts to enter what's known which this is crazy i didn't know this before researching the twilight zone most doctors (laughs) call it um this is when the dying procedure in the body starts to happen and the body starts turning off slowly
0: oh really Um, i thought it was when you walk into a mall and find out that you're really a (laughs) mannequin that's Use your tiny is- in the real world.
1: Yeah. That is <laughs> that's also this. It's really yes. crazy. Get ready because Anna, they're gonna pull her out. She's gonna be a mannequin. Just wait. Yep. So if help doesn't come within several minutes to the person death will they'll die Mm -hmm. there have been many cases where people fall through the ice and actually die from heart attack or stroke before even having the opportunity to succumb to the high temperatures Mm -hmm. so most people die from having a heart attack yeah it was seven long minutes before her friends were able to get a hold of help Mm -hmm. um police lieutenant Bard McCallison received the call, and put together two rescue teams. So one was at the top of the mountain and one was at the bottom, and they both were just like, let's race to
0: see who can get there first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's race, and then they all get stuck. It's just a line of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he also contacted the Bodo rescue team, Which I think is like the mountain, like the actual mountain they were skiing on, I think. Mm -hmm. And that rescue team had a helicopter, but they had left to transport a sick kid to a different hospital. Mm -hmm. And but Mackelson was able, he was so persistent that he convinced them to turn the helicopter
0: around. Oh, wow. So fuck that sick kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what kind of sickness did this kid have? Because I mean, this is important, but that could also
0: be important. Like Did he be about to die? He was just bleeding out. They plugged him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, this whole time Anna's colleagues held on to her skis fearing that like the ice would break and she would drift beneath the water and like, mm-hmm. or that she would move too much and break the air pocket, you know, so they were holding her in place.
0: But can't you like, couldn't she slip out of her skis? Wouldn't it be better to hold her ankles?
1: I think they were worried that if they moved her, that air pocket could burst or
0: something. Oh, so they were keeping so They her were distance. just kind of
1: like holding, they were just holding her skis. Yeah. So that they, they didn't have to touch her too much.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so
1: this whole time Anna was left to struggle in her air pocket and wait for help while trying to remain calm and conscious. Ugh. Because if she were to fall asleep, she could slip below the air pocket and drown. So a man named Kettle Singstead led the rescue team from the top of the mountain. He skied as fast as he could to Anna's location, and when him and his team finally reached her, they tried to pull her out with rope, but they realized she was way too stuck to pull her out this way. Mm-hmm. By this time Anna had stopped moving and her body had seemed completely frozen in the stream. They then tried to dig her out, but their snow shovels couldn't break through the ice, which is crazy because her head broke through the ice. Mhm. So what the fuck kind well, of snow shovels are you with? like plastic you li- you your whole job yeah. takes place on a mountain get those fucking metal ones. <laughs>
0: Um, you think that those would be the only ones you could. Right? So why would you even bring other ones?
1: Yeah. And then rescuers from the bottom of the mountain arrived. Mm -hmm. And they brought gardening shovels. No one on this mountain has a metal (laughs) fucking snow shovel. Are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Like It's crazy. But the gardening shovels were able to cut through the ice. Thankfully. Mm -hmm. So they pulled her through the ice. Do you want to guess how long Anna
0: had been under the water at this time? Hmm... I wanna say like fifteen minutes.
1: Eighty minutes.
0: Ugh. Oh, yes. that's a long almost time.
1: An hour and a half Anna had spent under the water in a frozen stream.
0: Well, and but... that must have been a big air pocket then.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So, by the time she was pulled out, her pupils were dilated and she had no pulse. Immediately, her friends started giving her CPR, despite knowing that she was probably clinically dead because they're doctors, remember? so Yeah. The helicopter then landed and she was taken to the hospital. According to Dr. Mads Gibbert, who Uh was the one who, like, got her when she turned to the Came to the hospital. Her pubes were were dilated. She was ash white and wet and she felt and appeared to be dead. And hypothermia is not an uncommon thing in Norway because it gets so cold. So he had seen a lot of hypothermia cases. So he kind of knew, you know, how to treat it and everything. Mm -hmm. So they took an ECG electrocardiogram of her when she arrived to the hospital and in the helicopter and it showed a consistent flat line. So she didn't have a heartbeat at all. Oh. However, Gilbert hoped that Anna had been so cold that her brain slowed down before she died. Mm -hmm. Under normal body temperatures, our bodies can't go beyond 20 minutes without oxygen before we suffer brain damage. But, in theory, if everything slows down before you stop receiving oxygen, Mm -hmm. then you could go longer without the oxygen. Okay. So, still dead, Anna was attached to a heart-lung machine where her blood was pumped out to warm it. Slowly, the temperatures of her body gradually rolled rose from 13.7 degrees celsius to basically her body rose to like normal like almost normal temperature okay so her heart started to beat again Mm -hmm. and after 12 days anna opened her eyes however it took more than a year for her to start moving because her nerves had been so damaged in the ordeal Mm-hmm. Anna's case made it to record books and in research journals, and a lot of doctors started thinking about hypothermia differently because most people would have pronounced her dead and brought her to the morgue, like the end. Uh, yeah. However, Anna isn't the only person to survive being frozen alive. In 2016, Justin Smith was found unconscious by the side of the road by his father. The 26-year-old had spent 12 hours outside in negative 20 degrees Celsius, which is only like what, 10 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that? Yeah. And his body was almost frozen completely solid. Justin had blacked out after drinking, and by the time medics reached him, he was blue and had no pulse. Dr. Gerald Coleman, an emergency doctor, said, the coroner was on the scene. The state police were on the scene. They were doing essentially a death investigation. Dr. Coleman told the medics to continue to carry out CPR, even though it appeared that they had little hope to bring him back. Mm. Coleman said that the young man's body was simply too cold to pronounce him dead. Like, have you ever heard that saying, you're not dead until you're warm and dead? No, I've never heard that. Yeah, there's apparently like a very famous saying, which I haven't heard either, but it's like a folktale saying, because if you're cold you could come back and be like
0: oh yeah well and also I guess you can't accurately measure your vital signs right so, okay. yeah, so that's a saying, apparently. You're not okay. dead until you're
1: cold and dead or warm and dead. Uh-huh. So they continued CPR for two hours. Oh, my gosh. He was flown to a different hospital and the doctors there were able to warm his blood the same way they did with Anna's. Mm-hmm. And he spent 15 days in a coma, but then recovered. And today he's totally normal. Oh, wow. On December 20th, 1980, a woman named Jane Hillard was involved in a car accident that resulted in car failure in sub-zero temperatures. She decided to walk to a a friend's house that was only two miles away. She was 15 feet away from the door when she collapsed.
0: I think I actually researched that for like a wild card episode Uh i uh, we never did that yeah
1: temperatures dropped to negative 22 degrees Mm -hmm. and she was found frozen solid at 7 a.m the following morning yeah after spending six hours in the cold she was transported to the hospitals where doctors said her skin was too hard to pierce with a hypodermic needle and her body temperature was too low to register on a thermometer Mm -hmm. her face was ashen her eyes were solid with no response to light and her pulse had slowed to approximately 12 beats per minute but it was suggested that due to having so much alcohol in her system her organs had remained unfrozen which prevented permanent damage Mm -hmm. so hillard was given an electric blanket upon arriving to the hospital and two hours later she went into violent convulsions but then regained consciousness and her only injuries were frostbite which were treated with simple skin grafting Oh, wow. In the winter of 2001, 13-month-old Erica Norby woke up in the middle of the night at a family's friend's home. Although she was cuddling with her snoozing three-year-old sister and mother, Norby got up and toddled outside into the icy Canadian night wearing only a diaper and a (gasps) t-shirt. At 3 a.m., her mother woke to notice that her baby was missing. When she finally found her daughter, her daughter was face down in the snow, frozen stiff. She had been out in the store for up to four hours when paramedics arrived. They struggled to insert an IV into her arm to warm her, so they stuck the needle straight into her leg bone to run through Ah. fluids through her bone marrow. Um, I do not like that. After giving a warming blanket, her heart suddenly began to start beating again, and the toddler eventually made a full recovery. Wow. Mitsusaki Yukoshi was 35 and living in Japan in October of 2006 and is the only known case of human hibernation. Yukikoshi fell down a steep mountain slope while walking home along from work one night. He broke his pelvis and slipped in a stream. Doctors believe he lost consciousness a day later. No one was sure what had happened because he wasn't found until 24 days later
0: oh my when God. hikers
1: stumbled across his frozen body. <gasps> Yukikoshi had endured temperatures that dipped to 50 degrees Fahrenheit and his body temperature had fallen to 72 degrees. When the hikers found him, he was suffering from organ failure and barely had a pulse. However, the doctor said he fell into a state similar to hibernation Many of his organs slowed, but his brain was protected. He made a full recovery and has
0: never had any issues since. That's crazy. So, those are just some
1: cases of people being frozen
0: alive. Yeah, which is crazy because my guy was out in the in the cold and was just his heartbeat was 200 BPM and he was all yeah. warm. It's crazy.
1: If only these people had meth in their pocket.
0: That's right? what I'm saying. Get some pills
1: for emergencies.
0: <laughs> this is the main bullet point of this episode. Meth is Johnson good. <laughs> and Johnson, if anyone from
1: them is listening, make those pills sell them to skiers for tree well incidents our troops need
0: that meth (laughs) for real wow i can't believe we both picked like snowy ones right in the beginning of snowy season i like it
1: yeah on tuesday it's supposed to be like 20 degrees
0: oh yeah we we had a flurries on friday Oh, snow.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hope everyone listening has their holiday or their house decorated for the holidays.
0: <laughs> Everyone's anyway. just got their Thanksgiving decorations up.
1: <laughs> That's fine. We did walk into Williams-Sonoma today and I went, oh, Thanksgiving. Ugh. <laughs> it's just and Vic was like it's Thanksgiving. I was like, it's not a holiday because <laughs> some people are like, you're just going to skip Thanksgiving. And I'm like. It's about a man who came over to America, killed a bunch of Native Americans, and then what, ate turkey? Yeah, well, first of all,
0: it has a really bad history. But then second of all, the color palette is trash. Look, I like (laughs) to
1: call Thanksgiving pre-Christmas. It's your Christmas warm-up. So, like, you're practicing all your cooking, you're getting with family, so it's not super awkward for Christmas. And it's just a time to appreciate your family. But I don't think it deserves, like whatever you know what i'm gonna do on my way home from from fucking thanksgiving dinner go to target that's yeah. what Thanksgiving's
0: about shopping thanksgiving is about target we all know this <laughs> every <laughs> holiday <laughs> if
1: you look at the core of every holiday there's a little target. tiny target
0: <laughs> yeah a little tiny thing right there it's like um, hey remember me yeah well the season is upon us and is the season i think we're kicking it off right with our um winter survival stories i think so too yeah so uh we would like to thank our ten dollar tier patrons um janae and bacon bits rachel samantha sydney and chelsea Thank Yay. you. We are Hell and High Horror on everything except Twitter. On Twitter, we are at Hell High Horror. I'm Austin Castelli on everything.
1: I'm Reparata Ann on everything.
0: I feel like there's something we forget. Oh, if you have spooky stories, please send them to Horror yeah. at gmail.com. If there are, if they
1: are, are somehow related to the holidays, <gasps> extra that would be great. You.
0: if you were left
1: alone while your family <laughs> went to France, that's great, too. Yeah. And um, did you get on the wrong plane with some just some random dude? I want to know about it. Did you try to go to your aunt's house? <laughs> but somehow it's covered in paint. And yet the burglars still want to rob that house.
0: let me know were you in a sorority in some guy's house where his mother abused him horribly and it's the christmas season (laughs) let us let's talk about it yeah let's (laughs) let's talk about that um And I guess it would be great if we could record an episode while you're here. Yes. That would would be nice. And then we'll also go see Black Christmas, which will be a lot of fun. And we'll go to the city. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, did I tell you Elise was
1: coming? Yes, you did. Okay, so her boyfriend's also coming. So it's (gasps) going to be a fun adventure for all of us. It'll be a triple day. I'm so proud of Elise. She was like, look, Reppy's important to me. I want you to be there. So you're going to be there. And he was just like, Oh, that's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i was actually so i've been kind of like looking at things we might want to hit up <gasps> okay and i do like i kind of really want to take you guys to big daddy's but it's not like a special or christmasy thing it's just my favorite fucking place <laughs> what is it so big daddy's is a kind of a restaurant in new york kind of a diner restaurant place but it's all like the decor is all you know music and it's 50s style Uh and they have delicious food one of their big things is they do milkshakes and tater tots yum and it's just like like me and ray used to go there all the time after concerts and i know Mm -hmm. you've never been there no i haven't it's just like a fun we could
1: go i mean We'll be doing so much that day. Like, we're going to need to eat. So yeah. we can go, like, near it, you know, we'll find something near it or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think I are think just excited to be there. Like, I want to go see the tree, mm-hmm. you know, in New Torrent.
0: Yeah, and there's, him, but- like i know we're going after actual christmas but there might still be like some holiday villages and stuff yeah like union square has one i don't know if jake would be interested in going to strand Mm -hmm. i'm just like thinking of things that are like classic things we do in new york yeah i'll
1: have to think about it more yeah i haven't really given it
0: any thought yeah we could hit up one of jacques torres's places i hear his hot chocolate is amazing Mm, so okay yeah all that kind of stuff We'll have to yep yeah well we should make a list
1: mm-hmm.
0: that but- place looks great by the way you just said oh yeah yeah. yeah isn't it we'll fun yeah they have like these ads and it's like put big daddies in your mouth like <laughs> it's <just> so fun <laughs> that is fun yes so um yeah we'll have to start actually cementing some shit we want to do oh then. yeah because it's already i mean it's crazy In like a month and a half so. i'll be there yeah. yeah i mean it's wild well, Yay. and also happy MCR reunion month.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Known forever and ever. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a big Normal day. We are back in the emo period and I'm at home. <laughs> so yes, back <laughs> Street's back. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I feel like that's all the big things that happened in the last week yeah yeah i feel like yep mm-hmm. so i guess that's it for this week right I think it is okay yep. we will be back in two weeks like normal mm-hmm. and that's it happy hauntings Definitely. everyone happy hauntings bye, bye.